Welcome to another episode of the behind the scenes content for The Question, Sins Remembered, presented by Don't Sue Us, Please. This is our second group of voice actors from The Question, Sins Remembered. We talk about recording, acting, writing, music, and politics, and anything else that we can tangent our way into. Fortunately for you, we stayed so on track this time that there won't be any cuts. That means that I won't have to narrate in the middle. You'll get one continuous stream of ideas. One really important thing to note is that these interviews contain a massive amount of spoilers for the question. We won't be stopping ourselves and there won't be spoiler warnings. We strongly suggest that you listen to both episodes of the question since remembered before listening to this interview. Another thing to note is that this interview may have a couple technical glitches, meaning there might be some clicks and pops that may make its way into the sound unexpectedly. We apologize for that. Finally, before we begin, I'd like to let you know that episodes like this are brought to you by listeners like you supporting us on Patreon. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the superhero podcast. Enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to us. Uh, my name is Kelly Johnston, and I am one of the producers and the director of Don't Sue Us, Please. And today we are interviewing four of the cast members and the author of The Question Sins Remembered, which has now dropped both parts one and two. Now, for us in the time-space continuum at this moment, part two dropped two days ago. For you out in podcast land, it dropped sometime in 2020, the year we all swore to forget so uh i'm gonna exactly. go around i'm gonna go around, really we could just blot it out that would be great um i'm gonna go around and ask you to introduce yourself and just say how you were connected to the show um and i'm gonna start with the lovely and talented other half of don't sue us please not half but one fifth of don't sue us please matthew klein uh who is the author believe me it's more like one eighth but yes uh <laughs> But yes, I'm Matthew, uh, and I wrote Questions Sins Remembered, and thanks so much for, for having us here. Yeah. Well, here, here's a relative term in pandemia. Here in pandemia. Yes. There's the saying, here is where you are. Um, here is where you are. All right, uh, Eric. Hi, I am Eric Ransom. Um, I acted in the piece. <clears throat> I played Pony, and I played uh, Reverend Hatch. Yes, you did. <laughs> Uh, Francesca. Hi, I'm Francesca Callo. Um, I played Terry Newsom, one of the broadcasters you might hear throughout the piece, and Lady Shiva. Yeah, you did. Uh, Roland. Hi, yes, uh, Roland. Uh, I uh, got to, uh, my connection with the piece is I got to uh, play Fringe, uh, one of the cronies, uh, and then I also got to play uh, Detective O'Toole. Uh, also, the question: Solve the crimes uh, of the city. 
And so that's my connection uh, to the project. Excellent. And last but never least, Adam. Hi, uh, I'm Adam Key, and I got to play the honorable, <clears throat> honorable <laughs> Mayor Wesley Furman. So excellent. All Thank right. You. So uh, this the usually the opening question that I like to go with, and so I, I and Matthew and I actually interviewed the other half of the cast on Friday. So I'm gonna Matthew, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a pass on this question because you have technically already answered it, but. By all means, feel free to jump in as you see fit. But for the guys, four... I passed. I passed. <laughs> hard pass. Hard pass. Great. For for the four actors. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> how familiar were you with the question or or like the you know this part of the DC universe prior to like recording? And and it's okay if the answer is not at all. That's 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 we've heard that, so that's perfectly legit. Um, anybody, feel free to jump in. I'm not going to call on you. Just not at all. Okay. There it is. Yeah, There's the first not one. Not at all. Not at all. I, I mean, basically, I think you gave, there was a great starting point and a reference point in terms of uh, the world that it encompassed. And so it was really easy from that point to kind of just meld in uh, to the characters and how it was written. Kind of also, scene. Wikipedia helped. Yeah, Wikipedia, <laughs> Wikipedia was yes. my best yeah. friend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Going Mr. through like the yeah. DC universe. Sure. <laughs> Wikipedia yeah. is the best friend for actors and writers. Let's be very clear. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. really for anybody that needs to know some a little something about anything. Wikipedia is a dream, right? Yeah. Um, this interview brought to you by Wikipedia. Wikipedia, exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and people... when Wikipedia has it wrong, you just go back to the fans and go, well, it's fictional. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean there is that. license. So, so yeah. this is what what grabbed you about the question since you created it. What was what was the what was it about that particular universe that got your got your attention? What I always love about the question is that he has no powers. That mm. it is um, it is a world built upon tackling very grounded, very real um, villains, if you were, and those being more societal and institutional. Uh, his villains mm -hmm. are the mafia, his villains are drug rings, his villains are corruption, but they're not necessarily always heightened in the same way that say Batman's villains are, right? Like he's, mm -hmm. his costume is a trench coat, a hat, and technically a mask to hide his face. It's, <laughs> it's something that truly the average person who is motivated enough could do. You don't need to be a millionaire, you don't need to be a genius. You don't need to be bitten by a radioactive spider. You don't have to come from a planet and be given powers from yellow sun. It's literally just one guy saying <coughs> enough is enough is enough. Um, and I feel like that sort of gritty grounded realism uh, really always spoke to me, but also I love the idea. Uh, I'm a big fan of noir and of crime stories. Mm -hmm. And so this world mm -hmm. certainly appeals uh, from a genre perspective, the kind of stuff that I just loved growing up. Um, and for me, I always saw the question too as kind of a Don Quixote sort of character. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he is one man who thinks he can literally take on the entire system with literally nothing but his two hands and determination and ability to absorb pain. And there's <laughs> something very noble and arrogant and delusional 
that I find very fascinating about that. I was just laughing at the idea of Cervantes listening to this podcast <laughs> and being like, hey, hey, I, I wrote that. <laughs> and Izzy's kind of his, his poncho. You know, <laughs> his Sancho Panza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sancho Panza. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, I, like, or, yeah. No, you're right. Because Todd is not a Todd is a sidekick, but Todd is a mentor, not a not an assistant. You're yeah. It's you're almost right. a windmill yeah. in and of itself. <laughs> Todd is a windmill. <laughs> Certainly, Lady Shiva is. Um, well, Lady and Lady Shiva is fascinating because Lady Shiva is kind of the most like for me is is the most kind of quote unquote superhero element of the whole piece right with her connection to nanda parbat and the league of assassins the league of shadows so she's she's kind of that next level up in in a lot of ways when she comes into the city at the end of this piece which i thought francesca you just nailed that stinger Thanks. so well oh, man. That, that i i have plenty of people who've asked me is like what's next because of just because of that scene oh yeah because oh, they, they leave it on such scene. a good cliffhanger we got the yeah. reverend hatch and and Lady Shiva in the same room, and it ends on the word death. Like I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, let's let's yeah, get the great. next one out right away. Yeah, yeah. always just wanted to. I mean, you know, sorry, that. Adam. You, you know, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You're not in the sequel. I'm afraid. We can yeah, bring yeah. you back as we don't bring you back as a ghost. We don't know that. We can bring you back so. as a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, flashback. It's like Clarence, and it's a wonderful life here. We just come in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I'm gonna start talking to everybody here. You know. Whatever. Fall in the, you can have me fall in the river and then I come back, you know. It's, it, it, we'll talk about this later, I know. I mean, uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can always explain what happened to Wesley. Yeah. There's well, always as soon as you have Lady Shiva, you have the idea of Lazarus Pits to bring somebody back. So Wesley's resurrection go. is not out of the realm. Pony and Fringe, too, are still out there, as far as I'm wow. concerned. They're just in jail, so. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, the spinoff, Wesley's Resurrection, I'm 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 looking at this. Yeah, yeah. Reverend yeah, Hatch talked about like him so much. I feel like you were a scene partner to me, and I just realized those were all monologues of me using your death for my purposes. <laughs> very, it's very true. It's like it's like was yeah. like four monologues, three or four, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. You. It was interesting, at, uh, uh, Eric. You had an immediate handle, like in the table read. You oh were yeah! Already, Reverend Hatch already right. had that sort of foghorny, leghorny uh, <laughs> uh, sound to him. You know that that sure. the Southern preacher sort of thing going, and and you really obviously leaned into it in, in the recordings. Um, uh, how was that for you? Well, just out of curiosity, was it hard to find Reverend Hatch, or was it like, "Yep, I got this"? That uh, I sort of went with my first instinct on that. Mm. Um, uh, Pony actually was a little more of a a choice uh, insofar as like I looked up what Hub City was in the DC universe right. and decided to do with kind of like Great Lakes Midwestern accent. Um, yeah. Reverend Hatch, just like the sort of like fire and brimstone element that came out. I just think that kind of like Southern Baptist cadence um, lends it, it, itself it, very it, much it to that. It's kind it of certainly like, is what they're most famous for. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> it's very musical. So it, yeah. it seemed like a sort of obvious choice and <laughs> no one told me not to do it after the table read. So <laughs> why would anyone tell what? me to stop? Yeah, are you, <laughs> we heard it went well, so that's okay. So we, we're good there. We don't even have to. And those who um, know my work know 
Uh, any excuse to use an accent, and I will. That's true. I mean, the funniest Lady Bracknell I have ever heard. <laughs> I'm not oh, kidding. Like, is. I am nuts. You nail that voice in a way that I've never heard before. Like, it's, it's so good. It's just a Dave um, Maggie Smith impression, frankly. It's so good. <laughs> um, I, I also, Matthew, I happen to love that the two thugs are discussing orange zest. That is the conversation <laughs> that's being had. And I, not to tell stories so on Josh. based on a real conversation I had. Oh, I'm I'm sure wow. I'm sure that it is. is. That is based on a real conversation with our black canary in the episode. Uh, oh, a good buddy of mine, Heather Antos. Yeah. Um, oh, I forget why she and I got into an argument about orange zest, just like on a G chat one day, <laughs> and just as I was just like, and I was literally I was having that <clears throat> argument, and I was starting the script for episode one that evening. And I was so, like, you know so what? So here you go. I, I'm I'm putting it in there, and and it was a bit of an homage to a Justice League Unlimited episode called Double Dates. Oh yes, um, yes, with yes. with two henchmen in there for the Bertinelli family. So I thought, here's a little bit of an homage to people who are in the know, and then I could also really stick it to a friend of mine and win the arguments <laughs> in fictional world I write <laughs> rather than the real world I live in. Wait, which side were you on? The one that loses. Let's be very clear. Well, yeah, um, no, I understand. But are, <laughs> were you pro zest or anti zest? I'm always pro zest. Let's be okay, very clear. Okay, Heather's anti zest. Wait, so were you fringe or were you pony? I think it was the. Yeah, hang on. I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm going to actually cheat and look at the script. That would make you fringe, <laughs> Matthew. That would make I you was fringe. fringe. You were yes. fringe. Okay, I was fringe. All right. So, uh, I have a that fun fact about that scene. So uh, I was like little methy to acting and was actually eating. Yes. Um, and it was supposed to be a scone, but I had just started the keto diet. So it was oh, celery. No. <laughs> wow. Can I and when you? I was doing wow. the take, God, I took too big a bite. And so like all yeah, of, you did. I did like we, five takes. Yes, I know. I was going to tell you, Eric, we fucking love it. Like Josh, Josh got those and was like, <laughs> You, you, wait till you hear this. He's eating in one of the, you know, and so we listened. I was like, and that's the was one. Like, he's not that's hilarious. It was like, the what? same piece of celery the entire, like all five that's takes. Big, I don't, that took me so man. long to chew. I don't, I don't usually eat celery. My, my favorite, <laughs> you know, my favorite part of the whole thing, I was sitting there and like, I think yours were one of the first takes we were going through. Like Kelly and I just like go through each person's takes, everything right. they've given to us. And I had heard your takes. I usually listen to them beforehand and I got yours. And I do say this in most interviews that like the raw voice actor takes are the funniest things I ever get. Like most people will be like, this is really weird. There's no sound effects. There's no music. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and I heard yours and you, you marked all of your tracks with what you did. Um, like everybody else was just like track one and yours was like track one with chewing track two without and i was like well <laughs> and honestly, i appreciate that because it's such because i hate that noise like i i felt bad oh, doing it to you so i wanted terrible. to warn you it, yeah that. but for and that scene it, it that was putting scene. You perfect <laughs> we no and i'm not kidding to you we heard the first one we didn't listen to your not chewing takes i literally just, <laughs> wow. heard the chewing takes was like i don't want it's it, it why works. would we waste why our, yeah, why would, something why else would, this is good yeah why would we want anything anything i was like this is the exact and it played off so well and and Matthew, to you, and I mean this, I think it was an excellent, <clears throat> excellent fucking choice because two thugs guarding drugs, of all the conversations in the world, and all of them are legitimate, yes. but the last, a very low on the list in my head would be <laughs> them debating the merits of orange zest on a scone. Very stormtrooper-y. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like stormtrooper-y, but at the same time, it's like, it's real. Like all of a sudden it's that magic of not only is it kind of funny, 
but they're now people. So they're I, not, I, I yeah. have a, they're not right. just I have a goal, right. you know what I mean? I have a goal with every single script I write. And, and this is because I, I feel like, and, and Kelly, you and Josh can probably attest this better. Is like my, I think my strength as a writer is really in dialogue. Um, yeah. and so I, I try to, I appreciate the time that you guys all take to, to do these sorts of things. And I always try to find a way <clears throat> to give every character one line that it's like, oh man, I hope they enjoy it. Like, I, I hope that like <laughs> you get to say one line that you feel really freaking good about and are just like, yeah, that was a good line. So I, I try to. <laughs> So I try to give that specificity to to every single role somewhere, yes. but also you you only really get one scene with these guys, but they have to drop you into that world right away. Sure. And so I I try to find a way to give you you I, I can't give you their backstory in for ten minutes, so I've got to give you something to drop you in and be like this is some window into who these characters are. So so I I took a risk and and gave. Orange it, it, and it, and it played out great. I don't know. I don't know if four of you know this, but I, I will share a fact with you that we shared with the other half of the cast. The question is hands down the most popular thing we have launched so far this season. Oh. This season is insanely popular. Like we're a little freaked out as to as to how different it is. Now, it's not to say that the previous seasons have been bad, but like the listens are on this are just way mm. way up. So. Well, it's um, also very timely. I mean, like you were talking about Matthew about how, <clears throat> or like the question, what grabbed you to the question was just about it's like an everyday guy essentially who figured enough is enough and time to take things into your own hands. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that right now too. You know, like sure, I I I, mean, I yeah. really agree <laughs> on, <laughs> like, on both I, sides of the ideological. Yeah, no, exactly. Here. Yeah, <laughs> it's, no matter you, where you, you fall, people are like, it's time to take things into our own hands, <laughs> and that's yeah. where the question can. And also, yeah, like I think everyone kind of loves that noir genre. That like, oh yes. Okay. When I so, first saw the picture of it, I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny on those lines, Francesca, um, because it's noir, but it's the 80s. Mm -hmm. We, we uh, one right. of the things that that Matthew specifically cautioned Josh and I about <laughs> is we were leaning hard into noir. As you, I mean, I'm saying this because all of you know, I talked to all of you in recording and I, I stress like it's a noir piece, you know. But it is the 80s. There is reference to President Reagan. It's clearly, you know, an 80s kind of feel. And so we, we were working to find that balance between sure. the modernness of it, but the, the noir roots of the thing, you know? Of course. Right. Um, so, but you raise an interesting, normally I, I get into like the technical stuff with you guys, like what was it like recording without another person there? But screw <laughs> that, because you raised an interesting point, Francesca. So I'm going to ask, because we got into this a little bit the other night. So... To your point, because I agree with you, I think right now, everybody, everyone I think I know personally, I mean, irrespective of age, et cetera, uh, have a, a passion to, to do something. Our country's in like a great deal of turmoil. And I'm being sure. super understated and trying to stay as neutral <laughs> as I can in my opinions. Um, so in that light, because there, that does run a very wide spectrum, not just from... Sure political ideology of right to left, but from, you know, writing a letter to the newspaper 
I mean, who mm. the hell does except me? Who does that anymore? Two, like <laughs> throwing Molotov cocktails at buildings, right? There's that spectrum yeah. too. So let me ask you guys a question. I'm asking specifically the actors now, the four of you. Do you think there's a difference between, besides the obvious one, between Mikado and Question? I mean, and I'm going to give the preface out, like, obviously, Mikado murders people in the name of justice, to be fair, but murders them. Question is, the the part of the whole story arc is, is Vic Sage's struggle with, is this a line I dare cross? And certainly, that trope has been examined in Batman a a, a ton of times, right? But if you remove that extreme, because it is an extreme position of kill or not kill, after that, is there, do you perceive, and I'm just asking, like, there's no rights or wrongs here, guys. Nobody's on, I'm not, I'm not, I, I swear I'm not setting you up. Um, <laughs> is there a difference between Mikado and Question, do you think? And if there is, what is it? Can you, can you, hmm. can you express it? Because I got to be honest, I think that they're very similar. And I do think that there's a difference, but I can't tell you why. I mean, yeah, I, I know, okay. Dream. Yeah, I mean, well, I know question uh, better. I don't know Mikado as well, but sorry, Adam, I cut you off. Please go ahead. No, Jump no, there. no. I, I was, I was sort of like nodding and smiling. I, it's one of those you, you kind of uh, say it when you, when you say, yeah, there is a difference, but I, I, I don't, or I, I, I don't like, exactly know why. What it's is like that horrible thing put it. that the Supreme Court, like, which I think is funny and horrible, the Supreme sure. Court said about pornography, which is, you know, I'll know it when I see it. Uh, right yeah right okay. you're a judge <laughs> exactly. what? what the hell you know but but this is kind of it this is in the same thing of like yes. i know it because i see it but if you ask if you ask me to articulate how they're different i mean mikado kills but they're both intelligent they're both uh-huh. really good at doing detective work they're both dedicated to serving a principle which is serving the populace of hub city and they both don't want to see people that are in power, especially commit crimes and get away with it. Like right. the, 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 those boxes are checked on both sides, right? So then, and I'm going to completely ignore one's a man, one's a woman, one's a doctor, one's a reporter. Like, yes. they, you know, they're difference as humans. I get it. Okay. But ideologically, is there a difference? And this, the reason this gets interesting and scary to me is because when I apply it into the real world, I get really unnerved in a hurt. Right. Um, yeah. Especially I mean, to, to your point, Francesca, given how tense things are, I get really, really unnerved in a hurry. Right. So, I mean, thinking of it like also from their points of view, like yeah. they both think that they're doing the right thing and are trying to make that change, right? So, right. and like any villain, quote unquote, also thinks that they're doing the right thing for whatever reason, unless they are like, sure, unless there's ones. something going on there. Right. Um, so like even things like the Joker or like <laughs> versus Batman, I mean, right. they're two dichotomies of kind of the same coin as well. Sure. Um, just one is more of the extreme. So yeah, I, I, I agree. Like I can't quite, there is a difference, but I guess it's also like the <laughs> difference of like, I guess my mind is just wrapped around the difference of like killing somebody and making that choice to think that this is the right thing to do by killing somebody versus trying to find the other way around it right. and questioning right. that, that moral obligation. Yeah. 
It's so interesting because I, I'm I'm now reminded again, trying to remain as neutral as possible here. I mean, like you don't have to. Happen. I feel oh, an okay. obligation to, but you oh. can be you. In that case. Oh, okay. Well, in that case. Molotov. Going with this uh, this discussion, I'm sort of, now I'm taken back to the, the quote that has been haunting us for a few years now of there are very fine people on both sides. Mm. And it, it mm -hmm. it's... I, I hear this too when we're talking about uh, ideology. It's like, yeah, extremists on both sides are actually the, exactly the same. And I, I, it's hard for me to understand that. I don't, because I say, well, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. And then you say, oh, well, but in terms of behavior, in terms of mindset, you know, maybe they, they're believing different things, but the way they behave is the same. Right. Yes, right. certainly. I agree with that. I so. would also say that because... Um, like whatever the difference is like it's it doesn't need to be big because you know like yes. you see on the left or the right people who by all means should agree on everything don't there's and, you know, and they're usually sure, yes. way apart yeah, way way apart yeah, yeah, i mean very, looking very at like the, look at the primaries of yeah. de democratic yeah. primaries yes. and yeah. how divisive that got with people who largely have the same priorities it's just they have different uh, ideas of how to achieve them whether right. it be the sort of like more direct approach of a Bernie Sanders versus the like more incremental approach of a Biden. Like the, like right. those, right. I know so many people who have heated arguments, get into fights. Like you would think it was, you know, a, a Clinton yeah. supporter versus a Trump supporter in 2016, yeah. but they're, right. they're both on the left and they're having these same kinds of fights. So it like easily, I could see that uh, translating into vigilanteism, um, sure. especially moving forward as we record this a few days in advance oh. of an election. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. The election. I mean, I mean, this is, well, actually, yeah. you know, the, the uh, nonsense with governor Whitmer, you know, domestic yeah. governor Whitmer. Yeah. Yes. Like that's vigilante. Yes. yes. They got busted, but that's vigilanteism. Sure. And, and from their perspective to echo, I think what Adam was saying that, or no, Francesca, they think they're right. They don't, they don't see a problem with this action. And that is sobering sure. because I have had fantasies along those lines. I wouldn't act on them, but I have, and I don't think I'm unreasonable. And yet then I hear it expressed right. in the real world and go, well, dear God, that's terrifying. Um, well, I'm going to pick on you, Roland, because you're the only one that hadn't spoken up yet. What do you think? Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I was just trying to track kind of where the conversation was going. There was one point that was just made recently. Yeah. Um, about um, not necessarily the primaries, but the the the, the juxtaposition about howling to go howling to go about things to get uh, a desired result, and this is not something where I mean we don't have to go down this path. I just I have noticed the realization, or not realization. I've noticed certain things that you know this country is built upon is that it rewards violence. Yeah. Whenever, yes. whenever there is something that changes or let's say, for example, governor Whitmer, yeah. even before that, when they were trying to not be shut down, they wanted to open back up. They showed up. On the Capitol. Yes, they did. With guns. Yeah. Yes, they did. Right. And you, and guess what? They didn't close down. They opened up. And it was like, why does this, and I think it's difficult for us as 
uh, citizens of this country or inhabitants uh, of this country where if we want to, like we want to stay here, it's how much of that has influence on what we think is right or wrong? Because the other side of it is speaking as a, a black, as a, as a black man, uh -huh. um, I think I bring up this point all the time when people are upset about certain uh, riots or certain, or they'll call it riots or looting. Right. right. And yeah. without Always getting with too looting. deep into it, it's, yeah. when you look back at history, uh, black people had the highest amount of home ownership in the 1960s when we were protesting, when we were rioting. And again, I ask that question is again, look at what this country rewards. And then it's also like, as we're going back and forth about like who, but Mikado, who's going about this the right way right. Uh, versus the question. And I think we're in this, in between is because we want one way to work. We don't sure. want, mm. as human beings, we don't want to bring any violence or do any ill will <laughs> towards one another. Right. But then we also have history showing us another way of like, <clears throat> hey, sometimes the only way to bring about change is to go the route of, of violence. I mean, and, I Having or aggression, ha maybe not violence, but maybe aggression. Ah, right. No, I think I think violence is is valid. We were a country born out of violence. Yeah, yeah. from the few the against revolution. the many, but who were able to be violent about it. We were a country that stayed together because of violence through a civil war, through six hundred thousand well, deaths. And, on, and more importantly, we we defined the question of whether it was okay to own another person. Yes, through yes. warfare. Through warfare. Like, we didn't we weren't able to do it in conversation. We actually fired on each other to settle a very seemingly by this perspective, like by today's perspective, that's a no-brainer. That should not require a war, right? Well, but, we were one of the right. last countries to do it. I, granted, so, we're also one of the youngest. I mean, like we came to the sure. table late and we're violent as hell. That's and not I even think, well, I'm not and, even using and the metaphor. We, we built our <laughs> reputation in the world through violence, through World War II, munitions, mm -hmm. manufacturing, industrialization of weapons. Like that was that was how we built our place in the world. It was not through diplomacy. It was uh, through yes. building a bigger Domination. weapon supply right. and going into and then using the atom bomb. So like we are the, is... we're the Tony Stark of the <laughs> yes. world. We're Stark Industries, basically. We are. Like, no, no, no. We we are no, absolutely I mean, Stark Industries. Yeah. And then we have our we have our solar power, wind power, alternative energy that we also try to do, you know, through Affordable Care Act, we're finally trying to make healthcare more available to more people. Um, like we, we have our philanthropic, humanist, humanist sort of projects that we do, but we can afford them because we have more weapons than everyone else in the world. And we're um, selling them, by the way, to everyone. Well, we we're not to. we're not exclusive we about our we, sales. We're we're not we're not so much the biggest uh, weapons power anymore. I think you could argue China as actually a bigger or military Russia. power. Or um, 
probably China better though. They're they're better run. Yeah, they have a Russia. billion people. I understand they got the manpower. Like, well, and yeah, but I, I think mainly what I think what Matt is Matthews is, is trying to make a correlation with uh, the question and Mikado is like, yeah, we're we're having this tough discussion because even with history, there has been history is show, telling us one thing. But we are we are striving to be something else, and I think that's what the question is. That's different exactly. from Mikado. Nice. The question is striving yes. to be something as opposed to just succumbing to what we all want, or not all want to succumb to. But it would be easier to sure. succumb to you know being aggressive into more instinctual. Uh, habits as opposed to exhibiting some more uh, being gracious or, or showing yeah. some grace or mercy. Uh, sure. There, there's, mercy, very, yes. there's something very interesting with it in that on some level, the question still believes in the power of the individual to create change. Mm. Mikado is willing to make the change for an individual rather than believing the individual themselves can right. make the change. The question has given up on the police. He's given up on the mayor's office. He's given up on them, except for Izzy, except for well, you know, O'Toole. What, what, what is interesting, Matthew? Because, because first of all, I'm sorry, golf clap, Roland, because that was not only an <laughs> elegant answer, but it brought us very segue. Like, that was <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. beauty. I don't um, even need the voiceover. Seriously, that like. Bam! I, 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 um, I, we just did. It. He did it for me. Yeah, I know. It's like, normally, we we go on a tangent, and Josh has to do a voiceover saying we talked about a bunch of stuff, and then and, and you you like you brought us back in. We're not even going to have to do that. That was great. Thank you. But but to that point, I I I think I understand, and I'm not kidding. In the course of the conversation, you guys have illuminated this for me. The difference is hope. Yes. The question doesn't believe in institutions. The question believes in people. Yes. Uh, Mikado doesn't believe in anything except Mikado. And that is a difference between what you're basically saying, Matthew, and, and Roland, you started, but Matthew, what you're saying is the, the question believes in individuals, and therefore there is hope that change can happen by individual means, whereas Mikado is just another form of, I'm, I'm using the term loosely, but dictator. Yeah. I make all the decisions yes. for you. I am your, your sure. judge, right. jury, and executioner. Wow. Well, and, and that's the that's the that is one of the arguments that people make in the age old to kill or not to kill. Right. Right. You if you choose not to kill, then on some level, you believe in rehabilitation. You mm -hmm. believe you believe that there is a way in which someone can recover, in which you can achieve justice through enlightenment, through education, sure. through rehabilitation, through mercy right. and love and acceptance and understanding. Right. Whereas to kill, you are creating not just justice for the ultimate justice, but you are also exhibiting the ultimate amount of control and power and dominance. And that is the punishment is that you do not have the power to stay alive anymore. You right. have been robbed of that. And there's um, always, I find, because it's punitive, there's vengeance yes. tied into that concept of justice. Mm. justice and is, it's very selfish. Right. It's justice a very is a selfish right. power trip on it's, many it's, levels. It's, the, you, know, you know, it's, it's not just evening the, the, the scales, but I'm going to even the scales yeah. and I'm going to pay you back for having them uneven in the first place. 
at least that's when I think of vengeance, that's what it becomes is that it is, it gets mixed in and that gets very vague. So I think you're making a really valid. And Mikado's, Mikado, especially if you look at the way that she treats <laughs> her victims, it's very biblical. It's very Reverend Hatch. Yeah. Yeah. It right. is, it is eye for an eye. You committed these sorts of crimes. Therefore you will die by these methods. Right. Um, it is, it is very old Testament in that, in that sense. So uh, let me, um, let me ask, because uh, uh, especially I'm, I'm aware that unfortunately we lose Roland because he is so popular at one. So I'm going to ask this question for the actors uh, and I'm going to vary it for you, Adam, but I'm going to start with okay. Eric. Um, Eric, okay. what do you think happens next with the Reverend Hatch? Um, well, I mean, I did read the Wikipedia, so I, I have some ideas. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I, and, and like, and like that influences you and I totally get it, but like yeah. based off the world Matthew wrote, cause it is yeah. unique based off the trajectory and the information out of the script, uh, you know, if you go with that, where do you, what do you think happens next? Where do you think what's next for the Reverend Hatch? Um, I, th I think and hope because I love playing villains, uh, that there's like a, a teaming up with Lady Shiva of some kind. <laughs> oh, there has to be. I, I'm insisting on that. Are you kidding? It was too good. Yeah. It was too good to leave. <laughs> yeah, that what? was such, such, such a fun scene to do. Um, just going from like the fear <laughs> of being invaded, of, right. have, of the home invasion and the, you know, the comeuppance uh, turning into an opportunity. Um, right. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's an expansion of that. And what do you think his ultimate goal is? Again, like I don't, having read up a little, I, I, I don't want to like. Oh, please. This is for... spoiler central. If they haven't listened to it by now, scroll. Um, well, <laughs> it's, it's from what I've, I've read and, and from, uh, yeah, yeah. from what Matthew's written, I, I see him as a chaos agent. Um, he's trying to uh, incite chaos and uh, sort of uh, cull, the, cull the herd, I guess. Okay. Uh, for, the, for the Lord interest for the lord all right <laughs> roland what's next for and i mean oh i'm sorry i didn't ask eric and for pony, <laughs> for pony? freedom Just, okay uh, all right getting freedom. out of the system he's back in the system you know is he gonna go to tahiti maybe <laughs> no, or even gotham <laughs> gotham's a step up that's how bad <laughs> how city is. uh roland what's next for what's what happens next with izzy do you think well, I think uh, what happens next with Izzy is her, her further uh, trust uh, with with question. Um, I okay. think the dynamic that um, really kind of played out once, you know, she was kind of uh, she. No, she hang on. Uh, Let me stop. You. You're thinking of Myra. Izzy O'Toole. You're, Izzy, your Izzy, character's Izzy. lieutenant. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I hear Izzy, I'm, I'm, I think Miss Izzy from I'm, the Magic School Bus. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, totally get it. I totally get it. Or no, it's, 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 it's a guy. Yeah. So I'll totally. just say they. No, Maybe it's a they. <laughs> it's, it's a they. What, what do you think happens with, with the good lieutenant? So last, if I remember correctly, yeah. uh, he was bedridden because of the last attack. Right. Um, and was really working his way. You were in an ambush, right? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. I know you guys recorded this like weeks ago, so I know that yes. they're not fresh. So Izzy got got attacked by Mikado. She dosed him mm -hmm. with heroin. He yep. almost died, but the the treatment that Spalding, ironically, who is Mikado, created saved Izzy's life. 
Mikado shows back up at the hospital, but uh, to co- after Izzy, but she ends up taking out Wesley. She kills she kills the mayor, and right. uh, the, uh, Izzy, the lieutenant, cover, recovers. He isn't involved in taking down Mikado. That's just question, but he does survive the attack. So he is presumably at the end of the episode, at the end of the the episodes that Matthew wrote in this version of Hub City. Lieutenant Izzy O'Toole is alive, still on the force. The mayor has died. The mayor's wife, Myra, is is functioning as the interim mayor. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. this is where I th- I think what's next for Izzy is that yeah. she is that he. Thank you. He. Yeah. What I was saying earlier with the question with the question. Yeah, yeah. They are going to keep going down this path and uncovering who and where all the bodies are buried. Um, right. okay. In that, the, the partnership between the two becomes a little bit more of a, not similar of like Commissioner Gordon and Batman. I was going to ask, okay. But more in lines of, <laughs> they just exchange information. And so, it, it comes more and less of like it's not combative. I I think mm-hmm. because of questions arc where I think it's going, I think it begins to create distance between him and the rest of the police force. But that doesn't change the dynamic between Izzy because he knows the truth. Right. Okay. And. As they keep going, I, that's what I think it what's next for Izzy is that they are going to take on Mikado uh, together. And okay. I just, I'm, I'm really kind of. So it's an Izzy. evolving, it's an evolving relationship. You're saying like they yes. continue to team up, but not as close as say Gordon and Batman. No, where- no, no. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do. I do think there will be instances where they may be on different sides of uh of cases with different leads and they intersect okay it's like so so sort of like working colleagues like yeah (laughs) but like they're they're on different planes okay okay whatever like and it can start off it'll start off in different starting points and somehow or some way like it meets an intersection where it's like whoa i'm missing something izzy has this oh I'm missing something. Question has this. I see. Okay. All right. So a mutual, <clears throat> a mutually benef- benevolent, benevolent and beneficial arrangement. All right. And and for fringe. Oh, for fringe. Yeah. Listen, if, if my boy Pony is, is looking for freedom, I, I same here. We're, fringe is, fringe we is on together. that. Okay. Ride All right. Fringe That's is my ride or die right there. All right. Okay. Right. right. I love it that they're ride or die. I love that. That's <laughs> Dexter great. knows that. <laughs> Disaster, <laughs> regardless of the zest, it's, it's right or not. I love they, that. They uh, actually opened <laughs> up a bed. bakery. <laughs> it's a bed and ponies. Yeah, Josh, ponies. stop <laughs> spoiling the next. When they, when they deliver, it's known as. Oh, man, uh, if you write a script with that in, I will cut that bit out of this. I will cut this out. Like, you write that into the next episode, I am so ready. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, that would, I, I, would, I would actually I, listen to that series. Uh, Fringe and Ponies. Oh, no, I, my, my arc for Pony and Fringe, is they will, they will yeah. go through some more shit, but their happy ending is they open up a bakery. 
I love it. I, I happen to love it, man. I oh, want I the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead of. of oh my god! Oh my I mean, god. that's what they will become. That's totally <laughs> what they are too. That is a <laughs> waiting for a good idea. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, Adam. This one is a variant yeah. for you. Uh, what okay. do you think happens next? Because Wesley has died. What do you right. think happens right, next with Myra? Well, I, I do have to say that uh, the the. Am I allowed to talk about dialogue yes. in lines and stuff? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so the the moments at the end there, it it uh, even when we were recording it, it, it really it, it got to me with the uh, to tell tell Myra I did something good and I just wanted to make her proud of me and stuff. It's it's such a it, it just gives that um, other level of a character who is kind of a you know I'm a drunk but I'm a drunk who's not drinking anymore and I'm right, all right. that. Stuff and all these things, and then the one of the last things it's tell her I did something good and I wanted to make her proud of me. It it just really struck me as ah, the, the good people on both sides and very fine people here. It's you know this behavioral uh, flip. Uh, what happens with Myra? I think there is uh, like you said the, the mayor. She's she's the mayor, right? So they now. have an election, is what I'm gathering. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think it's a there would be a very the, the style of her, the way she behaves, of course, the style in terms because I wasn't her first choice, the style in which she would would uh, run things. Uh, everything's going to change. She's going to change things. All right. She's not the, she's not uh, I wasn't her first choice. She probably wasn't my first or first choice. And obviously. And I think she's uh, she's there's going to be something that uh, I'm not doing it the way Wesley did it. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, I buy that. All right, yeah. And last but certainly not least, Francesca. Yeah. What happens Maybe. with, of course, Terry Newsom? Terry Newsom. Favorite. Newsom. Yeah, uh, I think Terry Newsom just gets her own uh, channel and <laughs> <laughs> she I love just it. does her own radio show. She moves into a podcast and Terry at twelve. Yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Lady Shiva. Lady Shiva. Um, I read a little bit of the wiki, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Lady um, Shiva, like they've done a lot with her. Like her her backstory is yeah. not consistent in any shape, form, or fashion. Is it Matthew? It it sort of loops and whirls doesn't it? it it it's it's they they go in a lot of roundabout sort of ways with lady shiva's history yeah um, she travels around a lot oh yeah <laughs> yeah she's she's she's, she's like, a uh, in many ways so yeah yeah no i i think uh reverend hatch and lady shiva become the starsky and hutch and uh <laughs> that's, wow. like, Which is the that's good <laughs> Uh, I think she was the Hutch, right? Is he yeah. the more intelligent one? Um, yes, yes, generally, yeah. yes, generally speaking, yeah. very <laughs> generally yes. speaking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, quote unquote. Um, oh but... my God, Starsky and Hutch, just Hatch, wow. like, <laughs> yeah. Shiva and Hatch, yeah, or yeah, or. I think they do. I think Reverend Hatch and mm. Lady Shiva. I don't think she. That's we don't know, but I don't think she <laughs> kills him. I think she definitely. They do. They work out something. And I think she. I don't know if she's the antagonist. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think in some ways she'll meet the question and um, maybe appeal to his more 
the violent side in some ways. <laughs> well, I mean, she is instrumental in creating it. Yeah. You know, because it's yeah. it's her, although you don't name it specifically, Matthew. Mind, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I the, never name it. All right. The the woman that beats Vic Sage and throws mm. him in the pier, and then all of a sudden he finds himself safe. That's Lady Shiva. Sh- right. Shiva Shiva beat him yeah. and then and then sent him off to Nor- uh, to uh, Panda Pen- wait, uh, Panda Narbat. I'm saying it wrong. What is it? Nanda Parbat. Nanda Parbat. Nanda. I knew I had it wrong. Nanda, Nanda Parbat. <laughs> and so she Nanda kind Express. of creates the question in a way. So that's a very sure. interesting idea. That, yeah. That kind of coming back around and meeting now that he is more on her level. Do you know right. what I mean? That's a right. really interesting. Or is he? Or yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, more than he was. <laughs> At least he's been trained a little bit now, you know. Um, all right. I know, Roland, yeah, you're going to have to go soon. So I, normally we wait till the very end, but I'm going to do this round table, starting with Roland. Is there anything that you're working on right now that you want to plug? Anything that you've got out now that you want to like direct people to? By all means. And if you don't, no pressure. But if you do, we want you to plug it. So please. Yeah, um, I got uh, something that's out right now. Um, if you want to check it out, uh, it's on Showtime. Um, you can see it on the streaming platform. It's called uh, Blackout. Um, okay. It's a little short film. It's about the last couple of minutes uh, that there's going to be sunlight. Um, then oh, wow. there's something else that's right out right now. It's kind of like natural science fiction type s you know low budget lo- very very low five but hey <laughs> i bought it though but yeah um, yeah hey man also uh this this project of mine that was uh it got nominated for four emmys uh oh wow oh. yeah four daytime emmys sorry uh they're still but, emmys uh, web series <laughs> that i did uh in new orleans it's called king esther it's about uh it's the story of a transgender woman um following her dreams um and we're going to see if she's able to obtain that uh before hurricane katrina hits so it's oh, not about wow. hurricane katrina wow. hurricane katrina is just like clock for the audience we're like so you know we're... like oh like this day is and we're just seeing these uh we're seeing normal people go about their lives and go about their dreams and what they what they hope to obtain um wow that's yeah, Issa cool. Ray brought, uh isa ray bought uh the project uh, mm-hmm. from us. Okay. Uh, it's on her platform on her YouTube channel. Okay. Um, so yeah. we can, we can Great. find that on, on YouTube. That's where you can that's find that on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. You can find, if you, if you just type in King Esther, Issa Rae, it'll come up. Boom. Well, that okay. sounds, that wow. sounds great, man. Holy Lisa. Um, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going rolling. You roll out when you need to, bud. Uh, Eric, I, I know you've got stuff. I know some yeah. of it, so let me know what, what, what's going on. Um, so my big Quarantimes project has been a <laughs> narrative musical adventure podcast series. Yes. Um, so it's essentially imagine like an adult musical uh, animated series that just hasn't been animated. It's essentially what it is. We got together over 20 actors. Um, it's going to be... Uh, uh, this first season 12 episodes will be like a six and a half hour seven hour musical um wow. so uh it's good man it's, it's really good it's been released the uh the first by the time this comes out the uh first four episodes will definitely be out um it's set in a post-apocalyptic future with no internet or electricity um in a sort of like isolated city state new york um 
which uh, although they no longer can like watch streaming TV, uh, they tell those stories through the uh, oral tradition. So each of the boroughs of Five Borough, which is now called, um, is a different genre, whether it be probably a lot of the, your listeners would be fan sci, which are the sci-fi fantasy people who sure. live in Queens realm, which is future. That's Queens. us, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just a really sprawling, epic saga, um, the likes of which I've never been able to write as a musical theater writer, um, because usually we have, you know, two, or in Les Mis's case, three and a half hours uh, to tell a story. <laughs> and this one has world building and it has, you know, huge, you know, it, it spans geography and um, so many characters. Ultimately, the website will have, you know, a character tree like the Game of Thrones website does and that kind of thing. But it's been, it's- Can I tell you, my favorite, my favorite group are the Criterion Collective. The Criterion Collective, yeah. I think that is hilarious. Like the moment I heard that, I was like, oh, that's great. That's, that's awesome. Where, where are they located? I don't remember. Uh, they're Soderbergh, which is Brooklyn. Of course, it's and yeah, so that is uh, you can find uh, information about that on Mm -hmm. uh, theworldtocomemusical.com is the website. All Mm -hmm. of our social media handles are W2C, the numeral two. Nice musical. um, Twitter, Facebook, Insta. Wonderful. All right, Francesca, how about you? Yeah, um, I'm currently, my Quarantines project has been um, with a stream called Valor Live. Um, It's a bunch of voice actors. If you're a fan of like Dungeons and Dragons and Uh anime, it's basically um, this company called Valorous Games is a new tabletop company and they've created a system specifically for, um, along the lines of Dungeons and Dragons, but specifically for anime fans so they can make, you know, their stories and dreams come true. So we're Valor Live is a stream of uh, a couple of voice actors, including myself, um, who are basically doing a campaign to show off this awesome new tabletop game. That's cool. Um, Great. I mean, how's the game? The game? It's really fun. Cool. Uh, Yeah, we're using Roll20, so and you can see our streams um, on Twitch. Twitch? We're twitch.com slash Valorous Games, and you can follow us on Twitter as well. We're doing like a whole campaign, so you can see from start to beginning how it works and we also like uh our dm and our and the creator of valorous games um are putting in different sections to show off what you can do and how you can create certain circumstances and Mm -hmm. use the system to its utmost potential so it's a lot of fun it sounds great yeah Uh, so friday nights 7 p.m pacific time 10 p.m eastern time and then if you can't make that we also post the videos on the Twitch stream as well. Okay. We have some <laughs> awesome guests coming up too. Excellent. Sweet. I'll, I'll uh, tell you what. Oh, sorry. Yo, sorry. Yeah, no, Josh. no, sorry. Oh, I was going to say. Voice of like, God, ladies and gentlemen. With, Josh uh, Wilson. with the, uh, with the number of, we keep racking up like D&D streamers and people like that who have worked with us. This like it's now, it's a thing. Like, <laughs> I, I, I would love to get a D&D we, game going we need amongst, a amongst one, We need a yeah. D-sub one shot and it would just be insane. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> like a level seven one shot. Yeah, you know? exactly. So much fun. I like, like just started getting into it this year, like during quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> really. no, we get, and, like, yeah. We get like the five awesome. of us. Yeah. We get like the five <laughs> of us. We get Francesca. We get Bridget. We bring all, we bring along Heidi. Um, we oh need, my God. we need Heidi. Yeah. No, I like everything about this sounds 
but now yeah, everything. Yeah, so check but. it out. We have some really cool guests. Josie I have from, if you're a Fire Emblem person, a okay. player, he played Claude and the latest one, and he does a bunch of stuff, and we have cool. more guests coming, so definitely That's check exciting. it out. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Adam, how about you, bud? What's what's in the pipeline for you, bud? Oh, well, uh, you know, quite a few voiceover things like this, and then all also uh, some stage reading things. But the big one this year was uh, we had a, a film released that I was uh, starred in. Not no, that I was in. Sorry, I just jumped about twenty years in the future. I uh, sorry, I was the no, I was, one I, was, I starred in it. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I was in this film, and uh, you know, it was made a couple couple of years ago, and it's uh, about. Uh, a trans woman named New York City with a grandmother, and it's basically her struggle uh, as a trans person and the struggle as an immigrant. And it's become a very, very, very uh, well-regarded, well-received, gotten some awards, and it's showing at festivals, and you can see it on Amazon Prime. And that awesome. we had uh, a couple people in, it, like Ed Asner was in it. Oh, wow. Michael Michael Madsen was yeah. uh, in the, wow. the name of it, Adam. The name of the film is The Garden Left Behind. The Garden Left Behind, and it's uh, you can find it on it has Facebook page, and then it has a, a website, thegardenleftbehind.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of the behind-the-scenes content for The Question, Since Remembered. You can find us on social media on all platforms at The Superhero Podcast. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Superhero Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>